I am State Representative Deb Andraka, and I co-chair the Legislative Gun Safety Coalition with Senator Latanya Johnson and Representative Sheila Stubbs. The Attorney General, Democratic colleagues, physician, and our coalition allies are here today to introduce three pieces of gun safety legislation. And yes, we have introduced these before. But times have changed, and unfortunately, they have not changed for the better. Gun violence is at record highs, and we're about to start summer. And summer is a time when gun violence typically spikes. Wisconsin urgently needs a gun-safe summer. And that starts with giving these bills that we're going to talk about today a public hearing. The most recent Marquette poll revealed that these bills are overwhelmingly popular. 80%, more than 80% of gun homes and homes without guns, people support these bills overwhelmingly. Yet just a few weeks ago, the Joint Finance Committee removed them from the state budget. To help and try to explain that, I'd like to introduce my colleague and Gun uh, Safety Coalition co-chair and member of the Joint Finance Committee, Senator Latanya Johnson. Zaire Nevels, age one. Tyler Brooks, age 15. Jeremiah Hudson, age 16, Davian Patterson, age 15, Darian Duke, age 16, Jose Moneres, age 15, Jamari Page, age 13, Javarier Winston, age 15, Sebastian Florento, age 14, and Stephen Perkins, Jr., age 17. These are all children who were homicide victims of gun violence killed on the streets of Milwaukee. Unfortunately, these numbers are fluid. They continue to rise. In 2022, Milwaukee had 214 homicides. 877 non-fatal shootings. And in 2021, the city of Milwaukee confiscated 3,279 guns, with 2,917 of those being evidence guns. Also in that same year, 2021, ShotSpotter, which is Milwaukee's ballistics um, identification system detected 17,002 shots fired in the city that year. There is no doubt that fewer guns on the streets of Milwaukee would help save lives, especially the lives of our most vulnerable, our innocent children, like one-year-old Zaire Nevels. Currently, a dangerous loophole exists in federal law. It allows a domestic abuser, fugitives from justice, felons, and people prohibited from possessing firearms due to mental illness, um, due to mental illness, um, buying guns without background checks if purchased at a gun show, through online vendors, 
or a private sale. No one, and I mean no one, should be able to avoid a background check simply by purchasing a gun from an unlicensed seller. Every Wisconsinite deserves to live, work, play, attend school, or go, or go to church in peaceful communities, free from bullets. But for a very few, something as simple as going for a car ride with your parents, like little Zaire Nevels, age one, could end up being a death sentence. Next, I would like to introduce A.G. Call. Um, first, uh, thank you to everybody who is here today. Uh, I'd specifically like to thank the legislators who are introducing this legislation and supporting it. Um, it's great to be here in support of this common sense public safety legislation. Um, for years now, Republicans in the legislature have blocked any meaningful common sense action on gun safety. And inaction is acceptance of the status quo. And we are here to say that the status quo on gun violence in Wisconsin and this country is unacceptable, and we need the legislature finally to step up and take action in this legislative session. Every Wisconsinite deserves to be safe in their communities. Our kids deserve to be safe when they're going to school. Our community members deserve to be safe when they're going to the mall or attending religious services or walking down the street. Our law enforcement officers should be safe when they're out on patrol. And the common sense gun safety measures that we are here talking about revolve around a couple of very basic principles. Number one, we need to keep firearms out of the hands of people who we know are dangerous, like people who have been convicted of violent felonies. Background checks for all firearm purchases can help us get there by preventing people who've committed dangerous crimes from buying firearms. Extreme risk protection orders can also help us by allowing a family member or law enforcement to intervene when there's an immediate danger of violence to somebody, either to themselves uh, or to others and ensuring that guns don't inadvertently end up in the hands of somebody who shouldn't have access to them is something that we're furthering with this proposed legislation by expanding support for safe storage. These are common sense measures that are entirely consistent with the Second Amendment, that have been used effectively in a number of other states, and that can keep our kids, our families, and our communities safe in Wisconsin. So it is time for the legislature to move forward and adopt these common sense steps. Um, with that, I am pleased to introduce our next speaker. Uh, I believe I got the order wrong, so I think it is uh, Senator Agard next. Okay, thank you. Good afternoon, I'm Senator Agard. Um, I am really proud to be standing in this room with such fierce and unapologetic advocates who are determined to make sure that Wisconsin is the safest place possible for all of us to be. We all know, you've heard this, and you'll probably hear it from everyone that steps up at the podium, 
that everyone in Wisconsin deserves to be free from gun violence, regardless of where it is that they live, where it is that they work, and where it is that they recreate. However, this is not the reality for so many people across our country and right here in the great state of Wisconsin. There have been more mass shootings than days in 2023. I was afraid to put a number in my statement today because quite likely it was going to change by the time I stood up here at the podium. We cannot, we simply cannot accept gun violence that plagues our society when there are practical, proven, and common sense popular solutions that exist that we can take forward. We know that there is not one simple action that we can take to address gun violence, that it is comprehensive, that it is holistic, but we can't let that paralyze us into inaction. And in fact, my Republican colleagues, as Representative Andraka said, pulled these common sense proposals out of the state budget because they said that we don't have to have moral conversations within our state budget. But folks, there are fiscal impacts to the state of Wisconsin by not taking these actions today. Likely over $1,000 per citizen in the state of Wisconsin because of the fact that we are not taking action to address gun violence in our state. So again, I am so proud to be joined by my colleagues today to introduce three very common sense pieces of legislation that are broadly supported by Wisconsinites, including gun owners and members of the Republican Party. From implementing universal background checks to creating extreme risk protective orders, processes that make guns more safe, barrel locks, trigger locks, tax exemptions on those to encourage safe storage of firearms in our homes. Democrats, hear the voices of the people of the state of Wisconsin. We are here working for the people of the state of Wisconsin, for our kids, for our loved ones, for our communities to ensure that Wisconsin is more safe. I believe that is the promise of good government, ensuring that the people of our communities are safe and they are secure. But unfortunately, the majority party here in the state legislature is tone deaf to the majority of the people of the state of Wisconsin and continue to block these policies from even being debated in a committee in the state capitol building. Their continued inaction is complacency. We have no more room for thoughts and prayers in the state of Wisconsin because lives are being lost on a daily basis. We know gun violence is preventable. We know that the time to act is past due, but let's take steps today to ensure that there are common sense safety laws in the state of Wisconsin to ensure that we are safe. We know that with gun ownership comes a responsibility for the people that own those guns. And we are here to provide a path for that. So thank you so much for the fierce outspoken folks that are here. I'm gonna pass the podium over to Representative Sheila Stubbs. Thank you to Representative Andraka, Representative Subak, Senator Johnson, Senator Agard, Senator Taylor, many of our colleagues that are here standing with us and joining us in this incredible, necessary, and long, long, long overdue legislative effort to end gun violence. I would be remiss if I did not give a loud shout out to Attorney General Call for robustly supporting our efforts to build safer communities across the state of Wisconsin. Put your hands together for our Attorney General. 
Wisconsinites, it is clear, one of the greatest threats to safety and well-being of our communities today is gun violence. Every day we learn of another tragedy in which a life of multiple lives have been cut short due to violent use of firearms. The violence is completely unacceptable and absolutely preventable. There are proven evidence-based solutions we can put in place at the policy level that will effectively reduce gun violence in our communities. The time to act is now. This is a continued call to action. Listen to me. How many more times do we need the same call to action before something is done? I am sick and tired of all these calls to action. And so today I said, let's talk more action. There is no space in our society untouched by gun violence. From our grocery stores, to our theaters, to our public parks, to our place of worship, to our parades, to our children's schools, to our neighborhoods, to our streets. These are horrific tragedies that occur in the districts that I love, in the state that I love, and in the country that I love. The family of 30-year-old Ryan Cook, who was fatally shot multiple times in my district in 2021, still seeks justice for the death of their son. He was just not a statistic. He was a father. He was a dad. He was an uncle. He was a relative. And he was a parishioner of my church. On average, one resident dies every 10 days from a firearm in Dane County. And across the state of Wisconsin, there have always been uh, four mass shootings in 2023. This is a matter of public safety and public health. Just ask our doctors and our nurses, because they see it so well. Let us not forget that our youth are disproportionately affected by gun violence. Gun violence is now the leading cause of death among our children and our teens in the state of Wisconsin. And we cannot ignore how gun violence disproportionately impacts black community. In Madison, black residents make up only 7% of the population, but accounted for 55% of the victims of gun assaults from 2015 to 2020. In our state, black people are 4.6 times more likely than white people to die by guns. Black people are 32 times more likely than white people to die by gun homicide. The shootings in our communities are not just articles in the newspaper. They are lives lost. These are families that will be changed forever and their hearts may never, ever heal. They may never see justice. We should be ashamed in Wisconsin. We should be embarrassed. There are solutions to the violence, concrete steps that we can take to make our community safer for all. One solution is the bill that I'm so honored to reintroduce again to you today, the background check bill, LRB 0110 which would require background checks on every firearm cell. Background checks are a critical part of comprehensive gun violence prevention and are, and are fundamental for safe gun ownership. 
Mandating universal background checks will keep firearms out of the hands of dangerous individuals, making our communities safer for everyone. This common sense legislation will prevent shootings before they occur, while equally respecting the rights of those who are responsible gun owners. Background checks for private gun sales and gun shows, gun sales are widely supported by Americans with over 80% in favor. This support is bipartisan. Republicans and Democrats, gun owners and non-gun owners all understand the deep importance of this legislation. Without comprehensive reform, our communities will never be safe. Gun violence, it's real. It is prolific. It is a public health crisis that we cannot escape until we legislate. In the profound words of President Barack Obama, and I quote, we cannot and will not be passive in the faces of such violence. We should be willing to challenge old assumptions in order to lessen the prospects of such violence in the future. So today, Wisconsin, I make the same plea to you that I made the last five legislative sessions which I first introduced the common sense piece of gun safety legislation, support the passage of LRB 0110 so that we can work together for a safer Wisconsin. It is my honor to introduce my colleague, Representative Deb Andraka. Thank you, Representative Stubbs. In Wisconsin, it is often easier to buy a gun than it is to adopt a puppy. When anyone can buy a gun in Wisconsin from a private seller, as Representative Stubbs so eloquently said, from a private seller without a background check, and hundreds of unsecured guns are stolen out of homes and cars each year, it should come as no surprise that sometimes guns can fall into the wrong hands, posing a danger for our communities. That's why Wisconsin needs an Extreme Risk Protection Order, or an ERPO. An ERPO is sometimes called a red flag law, and it can empower law enforcement to save lives by temporarily removing firearms from a potentially dangerous situation. ERPOs have robust due process protections, provide felony-level punishments for fraudulent claims, and uphold Second Amendment rights for all law-abiding gun owners. For example, Florida put a red flag law in place after the shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School which killed 17 people. A CNN report found that in just two months, a Florida judge used their red flag law to remove guns from dozens of people, including a dad who accused, a dad accused of threatening to shoot everyone at his son's school, a woman who attempted suicide by firearm and then accidentally shot her boyfriend, a husband who allegedly fired multiple rounds into the street just to let off steam, a bullied 13-year-old witnessed over, a bullied 13-year-old who was overheard saying, "If all of eighth grade is missing tomorrow, you'll know why." Each example is different, but is clearly dangerous. And most important of all, a judge presented with evidence also agreed in every instance. In Mequon, a city in my district, just a few weeks ago, a homeowner fired a gun at, a Mequon, at Mequon police in a tense, hours-long standoff. Eventually, the person inside the home was shot and killed, and no police officers were harmed. 
It was later revealed that the police were at this home 26 times prior. We should not have to risk the lives of our first responders over and over again. We should not have to stand idly by when someone is talking about suicide and we know that there are guns in the home. At least 19 other states, red states and blue states, have ERPO laws in place. I'm looking forward to working with my colleagues and holding a public hearing on this bill so that Wisconsin, too, can create an ERPO law that can keep all of us safe. And at this point, I would like to turn over to Representative Subak to talk about the third piece of legislation, safe gun storage. Thank you, Representative Andraka. So I'm State Representative Lisa Subak, and I'm here today to talk about safe storage of guns. Um, I've been working on this issue throughout my time in the legislature with a package of bills. Today, what we're bringing forward is just one of those bills. And it is a bill that would provide tax exempt, uh, an exemption from our sales taxes for the purchase of, guns, of gun safes, trigger locks, and barrel locks. This is one of the simplest, most common sense things that a responsible gun owner can do to keep their weapon from either being used in a crime or being unwittingly used by a child who has found that weapon. I first became interested in this issue as a teenager myself. When I was in middle school, a friend was shot um, by another child in our school, one of my brother's close friends. Um, and two families were ripped apart. The gun that was used in that shooting, there was no intentionality to it. The kids never meant to shoot each other. It was an antique weapon that had been handed down to, throughout that child's family and was in the home and nobody ever knew that it had a bullet in it. The kids were looking at it. He was showing it off to some other children and it fired and a little girl died. I will never forget that because it was one of the most powerful and most um, foundational moments of my teenage years. Um, it was the first time that I ever had really thought about kids dying. Since then, I have heard story after story countless times in the news here in Wisconsin and elsewhere of young children, sometimes as young as two or three or four years old, getting a hold of a gun and the result being either the child's death or somebody else's death. There is no doubt that no matter where you are in our communities, whether you are at home, whether you are at work, whether you are at school or you are out and about somewhere in the city or the town, you have every right to be safe from gun violence. When you send your child to somebody else's home to play, you should know and have the assurance that if there are guns in that home, the gun owners have locked them up. Sitting on the city council in Madison, I saw guns get into the hands of countless individuals when we had a rash of car thefts in our city. And during that time, I said to one of the police um, captains, why are there so many guns being stolen from vehicles? And he said, because people aren't locking them up. People who are otherwise responsible gun owners, who consider themselves responsible gun owners, who in no way would ever commit a crime, are complicit in these crimes if they aren't locking up their guns. While there is a lot we can do to move this issue forward, an incredibly important and easy first step is the bill that I'm proposing today. 
This bill, as I said, would provide a sales tax exemption. It goes a long way in incentivizing locking up those weapons, and it sends a clear message to gun owners. Join us in preventing gun violence. Let's come together. Let's work together to ensure that our children and our communities are safe from accidental or intentional harm caused by guns. With that, I'm going to um, introduce Nan Peterson, who is a nurse and a child health advocate. Nan. Good afternoon. My name is Nan Peterson, and on behalf of healthcare and public health colleagues, I am honored to be here today. I've been in healthcare for uh, just over four decades, having spent my early years as a pediatric intensive care nurse and then pivoted to injury prevention and child health advocacy after seeing so many families devastated by preventable injuries. As physicians, nurses, and public health professionals, we strive to keep our patients healthy in every way. In 2020, as Representative Stubbs already alluded to, firearm-related injuries surpassed motor vehicle crashes as the leading cause of death among our children and adolescents in the United States and in Wisconsin, the leading cause. To address this crisis, we believe the way forward is to adopt an evidence-based data-driven public health approach like what has been done with motor vehicle, um, reducing deaths and injuries from motor vehicles crashes. Proven policies that make our children and our patients safer include safe gun storage in homes with children, universal background checks for gun purchases, and extreme risk protection orders they are all essential components of a public health approach. And I end with a personal plea. Having spent many a lot of time at the bedside and sometimes the crib side, trying to support hopeful parents as they receive the most unimaginable news that their child will not survive or will have devastating injuries, that never leaves you and lives are changed forever. So please, to all of our elected officials, be brave. Let's love our kids more than politics. Thank you. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, my name is Daryl Moody, National President of Ford Latino and a founding member of the 80% Coalition. Just let me start off by saying what an honor it is to stand here with you, Attorney General Call, uh, our state senators and representatives and fierce advocates, um, to finally come together to implement common sense gun violence prevention legislation. Let me, um, let me begin by saying all gun violence is personal. All gun violence is personal. The first question every survivor asks, whether it's someone who survived a gunshot wound or a family member who's lost a loved one is, why haven't they done something already? Too many times I've met with families 
that, um, that it felt guilty that they did nothing on this issue before they lost their loved one. So today, I want to focus my remarks on dispelling two, two myths that exist out there today and that are holding up real progress being made on these issues. Myth number one, my community is safe and gun violence is only occurring in Milwaukee and in other big cities. While yes, there are issues that must be addressed in urban communities, the majority of gun deaths in the state of Wisconsin actually occur outside the city of Milwaukee and are occurring every day all over our state. Many don't realize this because the media, understandably, does not report these types of deaths out of respect for the family. For this reason, using data directly from the CDC, we've created a map of the 12 most deadly counties to live in in the state of Wisconsin. This doesn't mean gun violence doesn't exist in other communities. It is everywhere. But we wanted to, to create this map to illustrate that this problem is occurring throughout our state. And you can see it right here, uh, highlighted in orange. This includes Milwaukee County, Barron County, Aconto County, Marinette County, Salt County, Monroe County, Chippewa County, Polk County, Wapaka uh, County, Kenosha County, Racine County, and Douglas County. Clearly, gun violence exists outside the city of Milwaukee. And it is happening in every congressional district, it's happening in every county, and it's happening in every community. Myth number two. Gun violence is only about crime in the minority communities. In fact, the greatest number of gun deaths in Wisconsin do not come from traditional homicide or what people would say crime. They come from self-inflicted gunshot wounds, suicide. Let me say that again. They come from self-inflicted gunshot wounds. Per the CDC, 65% of all gun deaths in Wisconsin are from suicide. And they are occurring, as I mentioned, in every congressional district, every county, and every community across the state. The demographic group that suffers most from this issue, white Wisconsinites. White Wisconsinites. My work here today is not about politics. We're a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization. It's about lives. It's about the lives of my family, and it's about the lives of your family. Don't wait until it's too late. Don't wait until your loved one becomes one more on that endless list of pages of lost ones to gun violence. I ask today, as a person of faith reaching out to you, to contact your elected representatives and ask them not to just support these bills, but to demand a vote on them and allow the lawful legislative process to take place so that the 80% plus of Wisconsin who want extreme risk protection orders, who want universal background checks, to finally have the will of Wisconsin become the law of the state. Lastly, if I could just add one, one last thing really quickly here. On uh, February 13th, 2023, I attended the funeral of Milwaukee police officer Peter Jerving at the Elmbrook Church in Brookfield, Wisconsin. Officer Jerving was shot by someone who should never have been allowed to purchase a firearm 
he gave his life for our safety. Following his service, uh, I flew out to Washington, D.C. And uh, I delivered one of his memorial cards and a button that they were handing out at the funeral and put it in a small plastic container. And I placed it on the wall of remembrance at the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial in Washington, D.C. As you can tell by my remarks now, I, I can only share with you, it was quite an emotional moment. We should not be putting the lives of our police officers at stake for bills that have overwhelming support in our state. It is time for the legislator to act, and it's time for them to act now. Enough. With that being said, I just want to thank all of you for having the, the bravery and tenacity to continue to fight what we know is a worthy cause. Thank you all once again, and God bless. My name is Stella, I am 14 years old, and I live in Sauk County. I am here today because my peers have died due to guns, which could have been prevented by safer storage. Preventable gun violence is the leading cause of death for my peers. That part always hits my heart. It's preventable. My classmates don't have to die at the hands of guns. Protecting children through gun sense measures is one way you can keep us safe. Millions of children live in homes with unsecured and loaded guns. 4.6 million, to be exact. Legislation for funding of safer storage protects kids like me. The shootings on school grounds we all hear about in the news are often perpetrated by children who have unsecured guns in their homes. While individual responsibility is important, legislation, funding, and education are crucial to protecting all children. Protecting our future artists, performers, athletes, writers, chess players, Girl Scouts, musicians, depends on the support of gun safety legislation. Thank you for protecting my generation. Good afternoon. Thank you all for being here. Uh, my name is Nick Mazuski, and I work for, for the Wave Educational Fund, and I believe I'll be the last speaker. We come together today in the face of a challenge that has plagued our state for far too long, gun violence. It is a challenge that has taken far too many lives, shattered too many families, and left too many communities in mourning. But here in Wisconsin, we have never been a people to shy away from a challenge. We have always tried to stand up for what is right, and we have always worked to create a safer future for ourselves and for our children. That is why I'm proud to stand with the legislators today and Attorney General Call in promoting these common sense, life-saving bills to address this challenge. These measures are not about taking away anybody's Second Amendment rights, and they will not have that effect. But let's be honest. Historically speaking, too many people in Wisconsin have promoted the rights of gun owners over protecting our children and our communities. That has to end. The extreme risk law, safe storage law, and universal background check law that are being proposed will help prevent guns from falling into the wrong hands. They'll promote responsible gun ownership, and they will protect our families and our communities. These are measures that are widely supported by Wisconsinites throughout all walks of life. 
They're supported by law enforcement. They're supported by gun owners. They're even supported by some NRA members. They're supported by people who have been impacted by gun violence, and they're supported by all people who want to see a better future and a safer future for Wisconsin. This is our moment. Contact your legislators, ask them for a vote, ask them for a hearing. These bills have been brought forward before, and we have not even had a hearing on them. We need movement now, uh, so please call your legislators, email them, reach out, do what you can, raise your voice, and we can make it a safer Wisconsin for all of us. Thank you. You've heard from doctors, you have heard from law enforcement, you have heard from legislators, supporters, people of all kinds. 80% of Wisconsinites support these three measures, and we are asking for a public hearing on them. We cannot solve gun violence if we cannot talk about gun violence. So it's time to bring these bills forward so that we can work on saving lives.